Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 22, is where we left off last time. Verse 28, it says, He took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. Notice this language. He's saying, now I can die. This kind of lets us know, kind of clues us in that he's an older man. Because I don't think young men are like, okay, now I can die. You know, he's an older man. And he's been waiting for this. He's probably very old. He probably feels like he's ready to die. But he feels as though he now has accomplished what the Lord has called him to in his life. And I wonder when I hear that, have I accomplished what I feel like the Lord has wanted to do in my life? Am I in that mindset, okay, Lord, I've done what you asked me to do. Now I'm ready to go home and be with you. You know, I think that that's a question we should all ask ourselves. You know, not that it would necessarily be something radically different than we're already doing. You know, maybe the Lord has you where you're at and whatever job you're doing, and, and he has you there because God has everybody in places, in, in workforces, in different places, in different industries, so that we can be a light and a witness in those places and industries. But perhaps the Lord has something different for you to do. You know, I never thought I would be doing this, for sure. But I wonder if we would offer that to the Lord and say, Lord, what is it that you want me to do with my life? Is this what you want me doing? Or do you want to do something radically different with my life? Lord, show me where you want me to be. Show me where you want me to go. Show me how I could be used. And I think a lot of us would be surprised at the way that the Lord would use us. You know, I, I do talk to a lot of people, and I think one of the number one questions that, that people ask a pastor, especially young people, is, how do I know what God's will is for my life? You, you know, and I think when it comes to that, the reality is, is it's like St. Augustine told a group of students, they asked him the same question, and he said, delight yourself in the Lord, and then do whatever you want. Because the Bible says that he who delights himself in the Lord, the Lord gives him the desires of his heart. The Lord starts to put in your heart the desires of the things he wants you to do and the way he wants you to be used. But I think it would do us well to say, Lord, what is it that I was created for? Why am I here? How do you want to use my life? What's the purpose of a man's life? He says here, my eyes have seen your salvation. Whose salvation? God's salvation. In fact, that's what Jesus' name means. God is salvation. And so he's saying, I've seen your salvation. And when we see God's salvation, when we see Jesus for the first time, it changes us, doesn't it? It changes us. And this is important. You have prepared 
You've prepared the salvation before the face of all peoples. Remember Abraham's promise in Genesis chapter 12, 3 was that through him, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. That through his offspring, through his seed, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. And he's saying, I've seen that, that this is going to be something that's not just for us, not just for the Jews, but for all nations. It'll be a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles. This is amazing to me because here Simeon is saying this about Jesus, and yet the church would start, Acts chapter 2, and and all these people from all over, Jews and proselytes, would become Christians. And for 12 years, the church would go on, and they would have no idea that God was going to bring light to the Gentiles. They, They thought, you know, Jesus has come to save the whole world, everywhere in the world where there's a Jew. Or anywhere the Jews would come become, or anywhere the Gentiles would become Jews through pro, being a proselyte. And, and yet it was revealed to them as, as Peter would go down to Cornelius' house and he would see the Holy Spirit pour out on these men who had never been circumcised, never obeyed the law of God, and the Holy Spirit would pour out on them. And by faith they would see, receive the promise of God and salvation. And Peter would later testify in Acts chapter 15, I believe that we are saved the same way that the Gentiles are through faith in Jesus Christ alone and not by obedience to the law. Amazing. That that would be the way that that God would use Jesus. And this is prophesied at his, his dedication, at his presentation. It says, verse 33, And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. Yeah, I bet they did. And then Simeon blessed them. And said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is destined for fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign which will be spoken against. You know, this is what's going to happen. Jesus is going to be one who would bring many to salvation, the rise of many. He's going to be a stepping stone to many who believe in his name. But he's also going to be a stumbling stone to those who won't believe. And there, there's going to be those who rise and those who fall. And it's amazing the way that the, the gospel has changed the world. And yet you see that. You know, you see that throughout life and throughout cultures and, and throughout our own experience that Jesus, when he comes into somebody's life, he changes them. Irrevocably changes them. He, he, he transforms somebody who was a drug addict or a, a base person or a prostitute into something completely different. I know he did in my life and I'm sure he did in most of our lives in this room. You know, that was one thing that really stood out to me. Henry Ironside, who was the pastor at, at Moody Bible Church, was walking down the street one day and he, saw a, a, he heard a band playing and he saw a group of people and he thought, the Salvation Army. He used to be a part of the Salvation Army. And so he went up and he joined the crowd and started singing a chorus. And the commander there saw that it was Mr. Ironside and she said, Henry, will you share your testimony? Will you preach? Now, Henry was accustomed to preaching. He could do it on the fly. He preached about 600 times a year, according to his biography. He'd find a street corner and he'd just start preaching. And, and so he got up and he started to preach. And then there was a man standing outside the crowd and he walked forward. He wrote something on a card and he handed it to Mr. Ironside. Well, he, he noticed that immediately this is a man who was part of the, the trade unions and stuff. He was a big name, you know, caused a lot of stirring and, and stuff right there around World War I. And Henry looked at the back of the card and on the back of the card it says, I challenge you, sir, to a debate of agnosticism versus Christianity. 
And Henry Ironside says, oh, I see I've been challenged to a debate. And he, he said, sir, I will accept your challenge on one condition, that you bring a man who was a sinner. He says it doesn't matter what kind, whether he was a drunkard or a vagabond or, or a worthless individual, but because he heard of the virtues of agnosticism, he turned from that and became a better person and a woman who was set free from prostitution and from drink and from all these other things. And because she heard of agnosticism and the, the gospel isn't true, that she became a better and more valuable member of society. And he says, I will bring no less than 100 men and women who have turned from drink, from turned from all kinds of base, base living. And, and because of the gospel of Jesus Christ, they've been transformed into a new creation. And the guy just, he just waved him off and walked away. Silence is God. There is no other ideology in the world that changes and transforms lives like the gospel of Jesus Christ. And many will fall, but many will rise because of Jesus. He's the way, truth, and life, and no one comes to the Father except through him. But then he says to Mary something chilling. Notice verse, the next verse, verse 35, I guess it is. Yes, a sword will pierce through your own soul also, and the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. This is where it gets a little spooky. He speaks prophetically of Mary, how she's going to have her own heart broken. And no doubt this is, this is something that she kind of deals with throughout her life. After Jesus starts his public ministry, she, in, in a sense, she goes to him and she says, Jesus, they've run out of wine. And he's like, what do you have to do with me, woman? I don't think it was disrespectful, but he, he's like, my time has not yet come. And yet he turns the water into wine. It's almost as though she's like, vindicate me now. I've been known as this adulteress for all these years. This woman who had a child out of wedlock. Vindicate me. You know, do what you need to do. And then when Jesus was preaching one time, her and her sons came to rescue Jesus. And of course, Jesus, in a sense, disowned them. And he said, your mother and your brothers are out here seeking you. And he says, who is my mother and who is my brother? He says, those who do the will of my father, my mother, my sisters, and my brothers. And so, so Mary would, would wait and then she would see, she would be there at the scene in John chapter 19 where Jesus is being crucified and there was Mary watching her son die. She had to be so confused. And yet I wonder if she thought back to this prophecy over her that your own, your own heart will be pierced by a sword. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, Call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.